This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. This is a bonus episode where I'm talking about Ultraman Regulus, episode 4. Regulus 4 is short and packs quite the punch. The battle siblings were fun to watch, and DS is giving off some bad vibes. What are your thoughts on the episode? Because I, overall, liked it a lot. Uh, similar to episode 3, it was fast-paced and action-packed, and I enjoyed that, where episode 2 was kind of a drag, and uh, I'm definitely hyped for what's coming next, and I have a couple topics or headlines that I have written down, uh, and I'll go through each one of those one by one and make a couple comments, and then I will go ahead and get out of here, um, but I, of course I invite you to share your thoughts, I would really appreciate that, and uh, well, I'll do that at the end. So, <laughs> my first topic is Regulus Guy, Irregulus Skills. Or maybe it should be Irregulus Growth. So, in the space of 30 seconds, maybe a minute at the most, Regulus is already a Dragon Master Champion Guy. He is told by uh, the Dragon Brother, whose name I know is Tubon, that he already knows everything that he needs to know. And then Tuban shows him his ultimate dragon kick, which I didn't catch the name of, but uh, it was cool. And it was kind of funny to see him, you know, get skilled so quickly. It's a little ridiculous, but you know, I'll buy it. It's a uh, short, you know, time passed and we just didn't see it, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Tuban and Foros have the best double rider kick and uh, I gotta say, despite the fact that I really loved Shin Kamen Rider, I still think the Double Rider kick by these brothers here, these brother Ultraman type guys, uh, might have been better, I don't know. But it was funny to see that they did that, although I did notice that I, I had a feeling something like that was going to happen, I don't think I, it was in the trailer, but when they were standing side by side, their, uh, I don't know, Cosmo Beast emblems kind of mirrored each other, or they were, yeah, they were kind of mirroring each other, symmetrical, and they almost looked like wings coming together, and I thought, huh, I wonder what these guys are going to do. And sure enough, they gave us a cool rider kick type thing. So I have these in my notes. I should probably flip them around. Uh, D is doing dirty. I, I liked his, um, I liked him laughing and letting the magma sister go. And, uh, I don't know, that was a fun little moment. And like, I like some, well, I really like the suit actor's performance. There was something subtle in it, but it felt, I don't know if it was somewhere between his acting and the directing of leaving the camera there on him for as long as it did. It really felt like there was something going through his mind and he, like you could see the wheels turning, you know, behind that. Uh, oh, he looks like the Magma Defender. Anyway, uh, sorry, from Power Rangers. Um, or whatever he's originally called. Bull something or other, I think. Anyway, Bull Black. Is that possible he's called that? He's a extra hero, not a sixth ranger. Anyway, from what was that, King of Man? It doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it was a really cool moment where you get to see him, like, processing something and then he leaves the fight i expected him to like i don't think he stepped back slowly but <laughs> he may as well have like you know did that homer simpson mean where he's uh you know fading into the uh the bushes or whatever the hedge um it was almost like that and you can tell he something is suspicious about him and then <laughs> when he goes to elude master elude and he says you know oh, i'm here to protect you by you know forrest's orders elude again the camera pans on this you know buffalo man head sculpt thing and between the way the actor moves around and the camera sitting on him and just like the moment and then the, the line he delivers afterwards i detect much malice you really got a sense that there's like a performance going on here where he definitely sees through ds's plan and i guess because he's a master he's gonna let 
bygones be bygones, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell if he's going to let himself get killed or if he's going to uh, defend himself at the last possible moment once Diaz has fully revealed his malicious intentions, you know, by actually starting the actions that will lead to Elude's death and his seizing of the uh, buffalo juggernaut thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, which I guess that implies that there's only one person who can have the power of a Cosmo Beast at a time, which then, if Regulos does become the master, according to the trailer, of both the dragon and tiger, I think that means those brothers are dying. Foros and Tubon are going to go the way of the Dodo, which uh, I'm not feeling too great about that. Uh, and then speaking of fun character, I'm glad she um, she didn't get stuck fighting Magma Sister. Um, and while those two seem tough, it's funny because, you know, when the plot needs to, they can take on one of the heroes by themselves. And then when it needs to, they can also be pairing up against the hero and, you know, struggling or fighting mightily. And uh, that's just kind of fun. But anyway, um, yeah, Speak has a cool energy. Uh, I like her. Um, the Magma Sister says something about, like, you know, basically selling her as a slave because um, she's so cute, she'll fetch a good price or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I am cute. And other things, or I can't remember what, what her exact line was, but then she's like, yeah, I'm also going to, I'm also a fierce warrior and I'm going to kick your butt. So that was fun to see. And I like the, um, like the camaraderie that exists between her and Regulos and even Diaz. It doesn't feel like, you know, anything romantic could happen. It just feels very platonic and very friendly, but she's not like, uh, she's not like the, you know, big sister kind or the little sister kind. <laughs> Um, she's just kind of, uh, you know, she's a martial artist who happens to be a Catwoman lady as opposed to, you know, a cat dude, um, which we already have with, uh, Foros, right? So anyway, overall, I enjoyed that. It was good stuff and I'm looking forward to the next one. And of course, uh, again, I welcome your comments, your questions, your concerns about what's going on. I did want to give a sizable acknowledgement, aka a huge shout out <laughs> Sorry. Uh, two. Let's see. I can't remember this name too well. Uh oh. Hold on. I haven't responded. Uh, I have responded. Oh. Uh. Cydrixar. Cydrixar. C y d r i x a r. A comment to me. I guess he's a big time Ultra Man fan, and he gave me some context on the uh on like what's going on. And I'm going to share this. Probably most of you know this, but if you don't, uh, I'm going to share it with you. Um, well, I'll let you read the comment. It's on uh, regular episode three, but basically this is working in to be like a prequel for this happens before the events of Ultraman Taro. And it leads into it because apparently the inciting incident for, Oh no, I'm sorry. Ultraman Leo. Forgive me. Forgive me for that. Leo and Astro brothers, not Taro and Astro. I don't know why I thought that maybe horns I, I don't know anyway um i'm sure i didn't make that comment about ds having horns just like the hero <laughs> he's a rifle too because i think that's totally wrong um but yeah apparently um yeah this is supposed to take place before leo starts and the destruction of l77 happens in leo so i'm guessing that these magma alien designs are vintage from that time in apparently 1974 and they're being brought into the show as part of tying that all in together which is kind of crazy and i i told i told him i told uh let's see 
yeah, Citrix R that I, I guess it should be Cy, Citrix R, um, that I think it's kind of ambitious and cool that for the Ultra series, they're trying to weave in these other narratives and these new characters and these gaps so they can make like a bigger connected, expanded Ultraman universe where they're all together, except for the, you know, some guys who are in a different universe um, or a parallel universe, which is weird because why couldn't you just fit them all into one, but whatever. Um, and I, I think that's pretty cool uh, and ambitious and neat and, uh, you know, as you know, I say I'm an author, artist, and analyzer. Well, part of the author part is that I want to make a huge, sprawling, uh, interconnected universe. And it's interesting and kind of inspiring to see how bold Super Eye is being, or you know, the teams that Super Eye are being, trying to weave all these shows together in such an interesting way. So, oh, and apparently there's uh, the Ultra Fight Galaxy that's on right now uh, ties to this as well. So I should definitely check that out. And there's a dub of it because... Uh, Sidekick Star knows that I'm a, uh, a simp for dubs. So anyway, thank you for not making fun of me about that. But anyway, that was just a really cool interaction I got to have. You guys should read his comment. It's long and it has a lot of detail uh, in it. And if you're more of an Ultraman noob like me, then you should definitely check that out to learn what you're missing and get a little more context on the show because it's pretty, pretty good to have. It's very interesting. So anyway, with that, I am going to go ahead and get out of here. I hope that you are well, that you be well. And for now, this is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.